It takes two to tango. Are we dancing? <laughs> yes. Is that what tonight is? Welcome back to the World Dance Podcast. <laughs> oh my, and tonight <laughs> is tango. Where we go through all the dances of the world. Um, no, I, I was trying to think of, uh, what, what do they say in hotel room service? Where they go through the numbers, like two's... One's a company. No. Or, yeah. Two's a party? Two's a crowd and three's a party something like that anyway in my nature she's naughty <laughs> now give me that sweet that nasty that gushy stuff <laughs> i wasn't thinking of that part um you know what? let's forget i said you're anything. a big pitbull fan <laughs> jake what are your thoughts on mr worldwide and his visit to kodiak alaska uh when the walmart, walmart team put up we would love to have mr worldwide in kodiak alaska and he obliged yeah no and he showed up a man of the a pe- the man of the people. Of the world's people. Of the world's people. Specifically Alaska's people. Right. Um, but I don't know how we got so derailed. That's on me. I Do you really not know? <laughs> do you want me to retrace how we got here? I was trying to do an intro um, and get to a point where we could say uh, Three's Company and then we could talk about uh, Vincent Company. Okay, and I see where you're going with that, but I'm really excited to see where you choose to I, start it. <laughs> I couldn't remember what two was in that saying, and then it got me thinking about hotel room service, and I was like, oh, they use that in that song, but I think they just completely go off of the actual You saying. keep talking. I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> three's company, and uh, three points um, to companies Burnley, as uh, they got a much-needed result. Um in the relegation fight. You find anything? They did. I'm looking through them right okay. now. Um, I'm trying to... Do you know what verse it's in by any chance? Oh, you're looking at the song. Yeah. I'm just like the general expression. Oh, I was specifically looking at the song. Uh, let's see. Man, Jake, this is really uh, starting off the road. Oh, they got... Yeah, one's company, two's a crowd, and three's a party is what he says in the song. I wasn't wrong. You're not wrong. You're never wrong about Pitbull. I should never doubt oh, yeah, you. Ever. <laughs> um, here we go. Two's company. Three's a crowd. There we go. Yes, but neither of those are Vincent company. Did you think about that? <laughs> I didn't. Two's, oh, it's Two's company. Three. Okay. Well, that goes against everything I wanted. Because and they, it goes against got, Pitbull. <laughs> and, they, and they got three points. Okay. Um, because, you know. They were better than 10 men Sheffield. They were better than 11 that men is Sheffield. That is also true. So let's jot down that, that down. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it was, they were up 2-0 before the red card happened. But, yes, Burnley finally looked like the team that got promoted. And how convenient that it came against a team that also got promoted with them. Yeah, I mean, they dominated the championship last season, Sheffield being one of those teams that came up. And they looked like that dominant championship side again, which just makes you beg the question, do championship tactics – work in the Premier League? No. Yeah, it doesn't really seem <laughs> like it. Well, they do if you're the defensive style, not well, if you're the progressive attacking style. I think it does if you play against a di- another side that's just from right. the championship also. Yes. So it worked against Sheffield. Um, they have one other win this season, and I can't remember who it's against. <laughs> was it against Luton? No, they drew Luton, which was disappointing. Yeah. I, can, I think I they can, drew Luton. But regardless, uh, I... Obviously, it has not worked against, you know, proven Premier League sides, and I don't think it will. 
Um, but if they can pick up max points against those in the relegation fight, that would be huge. Yeah, uh, and it was Luton, by the way. It was 1-0? 2-1. 2-1? So they've only won yeah, against shit. <laughs> <laughs> newly promoted teams. Yeah, um, which, I mean, again, is probably testament to how good they were in the championship. But, yeah, a little bit concerning for— <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, but, I mean, concerning for their Premier League form— do we think this is a springboard for them? I tend to think no. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think they will do pretty poor against those established sides, especially the top half of the league. I think they might get a point here and there against the bottom half teams that uh, they can still try this play style against yeah. and maybe get some success. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't think that playing like this in the long term is going to be successful, and they might need to tweak it a little bit. Company might have to let the ego slide a little um, and, and change it so they can stay in another season, maybe reinvest, get the players that can actually play that system yeah. how he wants it. Um, yeah, but, but tough no, to say. not a springboard. I don't really think so either, Jake. I'm looking at their next five. They play Wolves away tomorrow when we're recording this. They play tomorrow against Wolves. I could see them maybe getting a point out of it, but I don't think they win. At Wolves? Or? At Wolves. At Molyneux. Yeah. I, I, I think they probably I lose. really like Wolves against their system. Yeah. If they open up, I think Wolves on the counter, although they have injuries of their own um, and the quality isn't there like they as they would like it to be. Right. I think they have enough where they can uh, get Burnley on the counter as they try to play open. No, I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. So it was an optimistic, like, they could get a draw, well, but could. I don't think so. Yeah, they could. They could win, but they won't. They then play Brighton away. No. Which they won't win, um, because no matter how they play, Brighton is a better team. Then they play Everton at home, who, if you just look at the table, seems like, ooh, that should be a close match, but... Again, to your point, system-wise, Sean Dyche loves playing on the counterattack against teams that yeah. love to press. That is how he has made a living, and he does that against teams like Manchester United and Liverpool and, and teams of that, like, not mm-hmm. Burnley. So if Burnley is going to be high-pressing, they should have a field day. Yeah, and I think uh, Sheffield and Luton are pretty much destined to go down. I mean, you know, things happen. We see yeah. crazier things. Like point deductions. Like point deductions. Um, point increases? <laughs> Maybe. Luton has been given 100 points. It's like uh, Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's on the last day of season. Uh, the, the senile Mike Dean comes, comes back out. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, forget everything we did this season. Yeah. <laughs> Luton, you win. They should be up. But um, No, yeah. I was going to say, I think that uh, Everton-Burnley match will be big. Uh, because I think only one of them makes it out. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think both of them do. So I think, you know, it could be a big, you know, we've used it, the word previously, a springboard for one yeah. of them um, out of the relegation zone and maybe, you know, create that space between their other main yeah. competitor for uh, 17th. I think part of the reason I like Everton in that game is because it's at Burnley, so the fans will want them to push forward and go for it. And that's exactly what Everton would want to happen. So I like them. Everton won away? Did they? Yeah. Have they played? They haven't played this season. No, sorry. Oh. Uh, This past weekend. I see. Yeah. That is not what I thought you were saying at all, but I get where you're going with that. Jake, we didn't really get to watch the games this weekend, but yes, it was. We were gallivanting. We were gallivanting throughout New York City, yeah. Um, And it was fun. Um, but anyway, Jake, to round out their last two, they play Fulham away. 
in their fourth fixture, which that's a tough mm-hmm. matchup. Um, yes and no. I mean, if you saw what they did against Liverpool, you know, they can pull anything. Right. Um, out of a hat. I mean, a rabbit. A rabbit. <laughs> we did see that live at the Magic Show. Um, I, I did criticize Fulham last week, um, and I don't think they looked very good even in their win yeah. against Wolves. But three goals in two games, in, in back to back games, yeah. is pretty impressive for a side that on paper doesn't look very threatening. No, not at all. Um, and I mean, a team like Burnley could use that level of threat against the opponent you were just talking sure. about, which is. In the fifth match, they play home to Liverpool. I don't think they expect to get anything from that. I so don't either. Free hit, and if you get a point, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Brent, I know we kind of set a quick outline before we started recording, but just talking about this first um, topic in Burnley and how their win against Sheffield was big, it reminded me that Sheffield have fired their manager. Oh, true. I forgot about that. it was the first sacking yeah. of the season. Um, and I guess... Is you know is there a chance that Sheffield, whenever they do bring in a new manager, new manager uh, bounce? Chris Wilder is yeah. rumored to come back. Uh, new manager bounce. Yeah, I don't think so okay. in this case. I mean, the new manager bounce for them is like a win, right? You know, which I mean that'd be huge, especially in the relegation. Sure, but I don't see it being like a string of pulling out points in matches. Like I don't see them going out and getting like ten from their next. I don't know. Possible 12. Yeah. I was Well, I was going to say like 10 from their next, like, I don't know, seven matches. Sure. Um, but, yes, to your point, uh, th- I mean, it could happen. We've seen it happen. Stranger things have happened before. But I don't really think Sheffield really get that bounce. I just – I don't think they have the quality for it. I think they're kind of praying for January at this point to try to bring in somebody because I feel like what we usually see mm-hmm. is – those teams that come up love to spend in January and try to stay up. They try to bring in somebody to stay up, and it doesn't always work, but I feel like there's always rumors about them trying to bring in players, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Sheffield and Burnley and maybe Luton do that as well, especially because Luton showed that they're willing to spend before coming up. Yeah, um, we are approaching January, and you know, one of these episodes we will talk about teams that are looking to bring people in and yeah. what positions um <laughs> i'm sure at that point we'll still be talking about luton uh dragging their feet yeah. at the bottom but uh i don't know it i i really want there to be some fresh turnover mm-hmm. but i think burnley probably have the best chance yeah i know we i think was it last week they're bottom of the table are they still bottom i don't think so no they're not i'd be surprised is it sheffield yeah, it is sheffield yeah, so now they're not bottom of the table anymore, um, and we, we're pretty, you know, um, glum about yeah. uh, Burnley's chances, but, you know, I would like to see them stay up. I would, too. I think, I mean, at the end of the day, all three of those teams were given a lifeline yeah. with Everton being deducted points. True. They now have an opportunity. I feel like it was probably more doom and gloom, a little more grim atmosphere before that happened, and they were just in bad form, but now... With Everton being down there, it's almost like there's like a race to be the last sure. team out. You know, like there is a chance you can come out of this. And so, if anything, I wouldn't be surprised to see the teams go on to a little bit mm-hmm. better form. Although that hasn't been the case so far with Luton, um, having just lost three one, I believe, at the weekend to Brentford, and then Sheffield obviously got demolished by Burnley. But that's not a surprise. I just I wouldn't be surprised to see those teams 
see an opportunity. Yeah. And if they don't pick up points, I could I could see that indicating they're going to get somebody in January. Yeah, I wonder if uh, it's actually a good time of the year, which I, I start to say this. and then It's a great of, time of the year. It's Christmas. <laughs> I think about the fact that there's probably six more games for each team yeah. in December. Right. I was going to say, for teams to start losing now, to that have the board be like, we need to bring more people yeah. in. Yeah. Which obviously, as a relegation side, never a good time to lose a bunch of games. But well, that and if the manager starts losing a bunch of games, they're gonna sack him. They're sure, not gonna sure, buy sure, him sure. a player. You know, you wouldn't think at least. Okay, so that tactic was wrong. I'm so sorry. You're an idiot. But one of the reasons that I want to see Burnley stay in the Premier League next season and maybe get some more uh, quality players yeah. is because I think you know, obviously, it worked in the championship. Company has the tactics to, to play some exciting football. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's playing um, a lot like his mentor, Pep Guardiola. Sure. Who saw his side host Tottenham this weekend. Yes. And I got to watch all 90 minutes at the New York Spurs yeah. affiliated bar. I got to watch um, 20. At Flannery's in New York. Uh, Brent had to leave for the airport early. That was cool, though. When Son scored that first goal, how excited the whole place got. You were there for the... Second best goal, I think, uh-huh. because the second goal where we tied it 2-2 uh-huh. in itself was great, but the people behind us spilled their beer all over Graham. Oh, no. <laughs> so his head was soaked. Um, and then the like, ba- like they threw it up? When like they're they all celebrating. Oh. And, uh, like didn't, I don't think they noticed. They might have been drunk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> probably. It was, they probably hadn't had anything to eat. It was yeah. uh, about noon. And then the third goal was the best goal because, yeah. you know, obviously 90th minute. Yeah. Equalizer. Dijon Kulisevsky. <laughs> Love his mustard. Mustard man. guy. <laughs> that man is mustard. <laughs> I good. think we've got a new pun for him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a fun way to watch uh, a very exciting result. I think it was very gutsy of Postacoglu to play that way with the. But we knew he was going to. We knew he was going to. That's sure. Absolutely. He He's never shied away from letting <laughs> what his everyone tactics are know. Openly. <laughs> hey guys, don't worry. You don't have to do any sort yeah. of uh, reconnaissance. We were on just us. talking about that this weekend. Is like yeah. it's like his biggest shortcoming is that he tells everybody Everyone. in the media and publicly all the time we are going to play the same way every game. So even though they have all these injuries, it's not like you have to tactically adjust to play mm-hmm. Tottenham. It's like, well, we know exactly what they're going to do, and here's how we're going to play around it. Yeah, and and for some of the sloppiest football I've ever seen, um, especially in that first half, it was uh, amazing that they came out with the result. So, I mean, they being Tottenham, they being Tottenham. Yep. Props to Pastacoglu and you know the players on the field for sticking with it. Yeah, he's got them believing clearly. Even even when we saw like a uh, a run of seven minutes where Royale, Poro, and Basuma just could not find <laughs> a pass, and they kept passing out of bounds. Out of bounds. Yeah. Oh, those are the worst. And it kept happening. I mean, that was while I was there watching games. In the first 20 minutes, the amount of times they passed the ball out of bounds was mm-hmm. shocking. And I looked something up. Um, Emerson Royale, just for, for a shocking performance, yeah. passing-wise, completed 80 of 87 passes. No way. But... <laughs> Four or five of the uh, not the incomplete passes, if you will, mm. the the failed passes, uh, were on the edge of the box. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> which made it so much more, which yeah. made it so much worse. 
Like, yeah. it really puts the spotlight on Right, it. and, and yeah. that's why it, it felt like he was doing so poorly, so poorly yeah. because those giveaways, which, you know, I mean, those passes are the ones you cannot give away. Right. If you're doing progressive Square passing. Square balls in front of your own box. Yeah, if you're doing progressive passing um, in the second or final third, sure, like, you're going to yeah. give those away once in a while. But he's actually pretty clinical with yeah. those. It was the ones right right in front of his own net that he, he could not uh, get right. But Whatever. Pasacoglu... Um, he, he puts someone that's not usually in that position, asks him to do a job, and sticks with him even when it looks shaky. Yeah. And, that's and re- going against Erling Holland, like it's, he didn't absolutely. score. Absolutely. And know? that's, I mean, <laughs> a shocking sitter from Holland. I don't um, disagree, aside, but aside. Holland, outside of that chance, he did have like shots. He had and one stuff. more half chance. Yeah. But no, he, he wasn't like his usual dominant right. self. Which I guess you have to give the props to Ben Davies and yeah. Emerson Royale yeah. for keeping him quiet. Um, I mean, it could be a completely different narrative if he finishes one or two of those chances, but he didn't, and we, we have to give him those props. For sure. Um, Pep and Manchester City have to be kicking themselves because they had so many chances, right. could not convert, and the small amount of chances that Spurs had, they did, and it's just like Tottenham are the bane of Pep's existence yeah. uh, because they do so well against his, you know, exquisite Man City side yeah. when they have no right to do so. Um, the one thing that it does do for the Premier League is it levels it out a little bit because sure. Arsenal have a slightly larger gap at the top right now, mm-hmm. which, you know, I they're don't, on 33 I don't, points, I think. I think so. I don't, I don't want them to have any flashbacks yeah. of last year though. Sure. Um, Liverpool are right there as well. 31 um, points, I believe. Um, and City are... 30, I think. 30. So Liverpool's in second? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Because they play on, like, the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a big matchup. So I like this for the Premier League. Me I, too. I like it because I'm a Tottenham fan, and we got a point at the Etihad. Right. And, you don't like it because Arsenal's up top. And avoided uh, four defeats in a row. I don't like it because Arsenal's up top. Yeah. And we shot ourselves in the foot with injuries and red cards to put us out of the title challenge. Well, you don't shoot yourself in the foot with injuries. You shoot yourself in the foot with red cards that well, are very avoidable. Yeah, I, I suppose. But, you know, the red card happened before the injuries. Maybe they were running extra hard to make yeah. up for that. Who knows? Who knows? Either um, way, it's all Christian Romero's fault. I didn't say it. Um, but you're thinking it. <laughs> I didn't you say it. You were thinking it. What is that from? Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. <sighs> um, but I wouldn't say it because okay. Christian Romero is insane and would find me it's and, really bothering me i can't think of where that me. came from all right let's you spend 30 minutes for yeah. you to think about it. <laughs> um yeah no jake i agree the one thing that i did see was a little silly coming off of this weekend was man city twitter begging pep guardiola to buy anthony robinson as their really? new left back yeah because they think that he's just another Kyle, like younger Kyle Walker, just on the left side rather than the right. In terms of like really athletic, good tackler, not amazing going forward, but that they could develop that over time. And I saw so many tweets about because he had I don't know if you saw this, Jake. He had 13 interceptions against Liverpool. I did. I saw yeah. I think the Premier League the graphic yeah. on Twitter um, X, and I was I was shocked. He had a yeah. great game. It shut down Mosala. He had the assist for the first goal. He also had an assist, yeah. Yeah, and he had an assist in the previous match against Wolves. So he's in form. He yeah. scored twice in the national break. Yep. So This uh, is all on the back of the Fulham chant. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, where it's like, he can't defend, he can't attack. Anthony Robinson's our fullback. That's <laughs> Emerson Royales. They did the same thing for Anthony That's... Robinson. We'll talk about a... Uh, 
an Anakin Skywalker, rather, a Jedi on fire. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I do forget that that's what he likes to go by. Isn't his middle name? I don't know. I don't think so it is. a commentator during the Wolves game said, you know, he's quite a character. He, he likes to be called Jedi. But then I, I remember, like, a year ago in a U.S. men's national team game, one of the commentators was like, oh, yeah, like, it's, like, either his, like, give, like, his second name or, like, his family gave him the nickname, like, at a young age. I think that's what happened. Okay. I remember watching, like, the uh, U.S. documentary about, like, the future is now. Sure, and sure. he was like, I like to be called Jedi because I love Star Wars growing up. Okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah. I, I thought it might have been, like, his family gave him yeah. that name. I was like, that's, a, you know, whatever. <laughs> if it was going to be, like, a Star Wars fan, they'd probably name, like, Anthony Anakin Robinson. or something. Like, like, I don't think they'd just put Jedi. Like, that would be kind of weird. What if, uh, you know, how the, the trend of some footballers uh, putting the, their first name on, on their the jersey? jersey just just put Jedi. <laughs> that would be honestly really cool. But either way, <laughs> City fans want him. He's got to be uh, number 66. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, 66. That's good, Jake. Uh, Man City want him because he's playing so well. We're not talking about Fulham right now. This is or just, Star Wars. <laughs> or Star Wars. It's a tangent. It happens. You know, we're... More than halfway through our high noons, Brent just finished his whiskey. Nope. <laughs> nope. Could be me. Not me. I'm also almost done with us. There you go. I said over halfway because I had yeah. no idea, but I just figured. Yeah. Um, I guess, do you have any predictions for how this title race pans out? Not at the very end of the season. Let's say a month from now. Well, is this before or after Luton get their 100 points? <laughs> before. Okay, so Luton. That literally, that literally comes at the they end. They finished the season with 200 no points. Um, no, I um, I see if I was a palm reader and I was trying to read I the future of the Premier League. Um, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, now, keep going. Um, I think I still don't necessarily believe Arsenal have the experience necessary to win the Premier League. They okay. are so young. They fumbled it last season. They certainly will have learned from that, but I could see them finishing a closer second this season. I think in the next, you said the next few weeks, right? I said a month. Oh, the next month. So like after this big stretch of fixtures. Yeah, I think after a month, Liverpool's first. I don't hate that prediction. I, the things that concern me is that there have been some red flags, like conceding three to Fulham at home. Um, But they do... I mean, we saw this in their title-winning season. They always find a way to That's win what I was gonna when say they go behind to these lesser sides. They conceded four, or conceded three, but they scored four. Like, yeah. they are they are the best when the team is clicking mm-hmm. at just making results happen when they need them. Yeah. And what I like in their favor is that they do relatively well against City and Arsenal. For sure, yeah. Um, and Arsenal already took points off at City, so, you yeah. know, they're dropping points left and right, and Sydney are not the same team they used to be. They, they really miss De Bruyne, and I think that you know they have some cracks that people can exploit, and Spurs, yeah. with a very battered team, did exploit. So I, I think if, if Spurs can do it with that team yeah. that they put out there at the Etihad. And Chelsea, 4-4. Four, 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 I mean, like, yeah, so that's not Pep that's, Guardiola. That's why I'm worried. I, I think, and I hate to say I think this could be Arsenal's year. Yeah, I think for me... At the end of the day, we all know that as soon as it hits February, City will not lose. They will not uh, lose a single game. Yeah. So I think it's the onus is on more Liverpool and Arsenal to get enough of a lead where they can drop the occasional 
point. But City will not lose after February. They just don't. In the Champions League, maybe. But they don't lose. Wow, that was loud. Sorry about um, that. Yeah, Jesus. Um, and I'm... <laughs> I'm flustered. Thing. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised to see City still win. Okay. I mean, at the at the end of the day, it's City. Brent. I think it's going to be between City and Liverpool this year. Believe you me, I would rather have City win. Yeah. Maybe even Liverpool. Um, but, you know, I, I think Arsenal just look like a very solid attacking team. Sure. And even on their, like, off days, like the 1-0 against Br- uh, Brentford, they still found a way. For sure they did. But I, I think my bigger concern for Arsenal is with they do have a young team, which helps kind of prevent this aspect of it. But with how many matches are being played, factor. tiring and injuries. And sure, I don't know that they have the depth. To stay up. I mean, we saw what happened when they lost Saliba, I think it was, for a few weeks. Yeah. I, Last I, season. Yeah. And I just worry that they are an injury to Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, Rice away from sure. having the exact same thing. I honestly would say they are better off. If you had to pick a player from the team or, like, a position, if they lose a midfielder, I think they'll be fine. Even if it's Rice? Even if it's Rice. Really? I think they'll be okay. I think they can eke out enough Who results. there? I guess you probably put a party. I think he's injured still, so, but yeah. But like in healthy. theory, yeah, yeah. like like you put somebody there. I also trust Arteta's system enough that you can get somebody in there to do a job. Okay. I think they're in bigger trouble if they lose one of their main creative players or goal scorers, or if they lose a defender, like a primary defender, like a center back. Okay. I could see that being an issue. I, I think they're they're vulnerable at all those spots. I think a. a yeah. Major, oh, same. I'm saying if I had injury. to pick. Yeah. Yeah. A major injury away. Not even major. I'm thinking like you're out for two months. Sorry, a major player. Sure. One of their yeah. key players in attack, defense, or midfield. Yes. Out for you know a couple weeks. I, I think that would be a huge blow. Yeah. But barring that, I think they have a really good shot, right. which scares yeah. me. You just can't control it. Yeah. You know? And we might be talking about this more at the end of the month if they get a sizable lead you know, yeah who knows um there's a crazy amount of fixtures which we're recording on monday there's games tuesday wednesday thursday yep friday I think, that's maybe. part of the reason i'm kind of liking our new monday schedule because we're recording after the last match week games yeah and Monday's before the yeah. midweek ones maybe i'll so. try to uh drop this either tomorrow morning or wednesday you could do that and i'll change our bio to being um on Tuesdays, it comes out Wednesdays. Wednesdays or Tuesdays. Well, let's let's be careful about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give myself too much of a, turn, yeah. a quick turnaround. Brent, we do have an Alex waiting outside the door to come Ooh. in. Uh, she just got back from work. Damn, that sucks. Um, we, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk for thirty more minutes. Yes. Um, so let's you know end it here. We're finished with our finish drinks. Our drinks. Just finish our drinks. Yeah. Um, any anything to say to our listeners before we go? Um, I think good tidings. Good tidings <laughs> to you and all. Yes. Okay. It's not Christmas, but it's close. We're getting close. So because it's Christmas, if you have a pair of cozy pajamas that you wear around this holiday season, make sure that you put them on because we are the Premier League podcast with the coziest dress code. And that dress code is pajamas. And we'll see you next time. She's naughty. <laughs>